Hello and welcome to another episode of Movie Bollocks. Yes, it's one of those one-off podcasts um, about movies. And this one is basically uh, another viewer's guide. As you'll already know, because you know, you've know you seen the, the description. I don't know why I'm saying this, but there you go. That's what I'm doing. And, I mean, if you listen to Movie Bollocks, do you know what? You know all about the podcast. You know about all my bits and pieces, so if you actually give a shit as to what I think about movies and TV, then bloody hell. Um, Fair play to you. Um, You know, that that means you probably like me more than quite a few members of my family. (laughs) So, um, So there you go. And this is, I mean, this is me skimming over the tops of movies, just giving you kind of... Um, and in, you know, you know, uh, not in-depth reviews because I'm going to cover 36 uh, movies in this episode and five TV series. So um, yeah, that's 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 quite a lot, even if I say so myself. Um, so yeah, I'm, I really I really can't do yeah in-depth reviews. Otherwise, well, basically, we'd be here all fucking week, wouldn't we? And you really wouldn't want to hear that anyway. Um, so I am going to I'm just going to rattle through these. Um, feel free to hit me up over any of um, any of social media. Uh, if you have any queries regarding um, any of this, that's absolutely fine. You know, or if you can't find something. Well, actually, I was gonna, if you can't find something, if you can't find any of these movies, for fuck's sake, don't contact me when you've got the Internet as a resource. <laughs> like, you know, search it always amazes me that people still do that. Do you know what I mean? That's like, somebody I notice it all the time. Oh, blah, and I just think, have you got a fucking, do you know how to use a fucking search engine? Um, but there you go. Hey, you know, that's that's just that's just me. That's just me. I'm a twat. You know, what can I say? Anyway, that's enough piffle, tiffle and waffling for now. Let's get stuck in to these ear movies. So we're going to start with one that I forgot. If you remember, um, if you remember, well, if you heard the, the last viewers um, uh, guide episode I did, I did say there's probably a few I've forgotten. And this is one of them. And it was a movie that I watched on Christmas Day. Put it aside to watch on Christmas Day. The um, the George Clooney directed, starring George Clooney, The Midnight Sky um, on Netflix. And, I mean, I'm, I would imagine if you've got Netflix, some of you, you know, if you were going to watch this, you'd have watched it by now. For me, um, it was just, yeah, it was just meh. Um, the soundtrack does all the heavy lifting, and it, which is a bit clumsy at times as well. It's you know, it's literally, you feel like the soundtrack sometimes is going like, "Oi, feel like this! Oi, feel like this!" Um, and ultimately, there's uh, there's something in it that's supposed to be a surprise, but it's like, really, I've, I'd actually figured that out. It was starting to become a bit obvious, and just not a lot really happened. And it, do you know what? It's always the same thing. Nine times out of ten, if you're watching something and you're thinking, I'm not engaged or there's a lot going on, but why don't I feel more? Why do It's character. If you are not bothered about the characters, you don't care what happens to them. Simple as that. So, it, and I'll, I'll come on to that much later on, um, where I'll be going toe-to-toe with Mark Commode on his 
completely wrong-headed, dumb opinion about um, uh, a movie called I Care A Lot, but I will get to that because I'm kind of doing these in chronological order. The chronological order being the order I watched them in. So in other words, no order whatsoever to anyone other than me. So yeah, The Midnight Sky, just a big fat fucking meh, really. Um, Yeah. Uh, now, also, um, The Social Dilemma. That's also on Netflix. It's a 90-minute documentary which will basically make you shit your pants about um, about social media and how it works and all the various algorithms that are, uh, that, that are behind you. I mean, as one of the guys in it says, if, you, if you've ever sort of, like, thought, God, I must put my phone down. I must, you know, God, I, you know, I feel like I'm almost addicted to it. Uh, yeah, that's the idea. Um, there is people uh, in this documentary who've worked for Twitter, Facebook, Google, um, which is also YouTube, obviously. There's people who developed algorithms who now spend their entire lives, uh, they've dedicated their lives, having left the organisation they worked for, working against the algorithm they created. Um, it's fascinating. It really, really is. It's also quite depressing, so you know don't expect to be coming away feeling happy but you will feel more informed slash scared slash full of despair <laughs> um next up a movie called run starring one of my favorite actress uh, oh i nearly said actress oh dear me have my fucking cock and balls cut off and shoved into my mouth for that one um uh, my famous uh, my favorite female actor at the moment sarah paulson um who who will come in who will be mentioning later in ratcheted in this she is in a movie called run it is a 90 minute um nail biting uh oh god 90 minutes of nail biting there you go in fact i haven't got any nails left um really good really good mother daughter um, mother is daughter's carer, um, ship starts going sideways, everything's not what it appears, all the usual bits and pieces that you'd read. And to be honest, it's not a particularly inspiring um, premise. But then, like all premises, if you act... Well, not all premises, but with any half-decent premise, if it's done well... It is going to work, and this really, really does work. I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it, 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 for, for for what it is, you know, it's fairly low budget, but there's just some great performances. Sarah Paulson just lifts the whole thing for me, lifts it a, a level, um, and really enjoyable, really, really enjoyed it. Um, on the heels of that, couldn't be more different, really. Um, 12 Strong. Now, this has got... Um, strong cast uh chris hemsworth michael shannon uh michael pena it is um well it's the, basically a true story of a um of a special forces team that, that were um sent to afghanistan and it's really weird because there is actual real real news fit- footage of back in the day um in the film it is set just after september the 11th um it is not too um rah rah chest beaty we're gonna you know we're we're american and we're gonna fucking get our own back etc it's it, it really isn't um really well done and it's been kicking around on my netflix list for ages and i got and i watched it finally got around to watching it and really enjoyed it and realized that the stupid reason that i hadn't really got around to watching it was basically because the main picture is the characters on horseback and uh, i fucking hate horses <laughs> that's 
So there you go. Anyway, um, oh, that's very sad, Howard. Yeah, including you, Miss Sad. Anyway, a little bit of an impression. I'm branching out these days. Um, next up is Mogul Mowgli. This could not be more different to 12 Strong. This is um, written... Um, I think it's written by, there's certainly big chunks of, well, yeah, it is semi-autobiographical and it's called Mogul Mowgli. Now, it's by one of my favourite male actors at the moment, Riz Ahmed, um, who also stars in Sound of Metal, which I am going to get round to watching, haven't got round to it yet. Um, But funnily enough, in Sound of Metal, he plays a heavy metal drummer. In this, um, he plays a British-born Asian guy uh, trying to make it in the world of rap and something happens that's um, maybe going to put a stop to his career or at least his upcoming tour. Um, obviously, he's a musician. You know, Well, you'd think I'd have watched Sound of Metal by now, haven't you? wouldn't you? But hey, you know, fuck it. Uh, really good. Really enjoyed it. It is not, you know, it's not a thriller. It's not a, you know, it's not an action. It's, it's purely what it sounds like, it, it, but it's just well done. And it's really... It's just, it's really realistic. It's got that real sort of kitchen sink feel to it. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. I, and I, I, I realise I'm not doing a great job of describing it because I don't want to describe it any more than I have um, because it would be, to do any more would really to just be, give it, well, give the game away. But um, I, I enjoyed it. I really did, but I w- that's all I'll ever say about anything I'm watching. Because, you know, I do get people going, oh, yeah, I watched so-and-so uh, on your recommendation, and it was fucking shit. Look, I'm, I'm merely saying what I enjoyed and what I think to these, okay? Now, if you then want to interpret that as me recommending it and then turning around to your partner and saying that I've recommended it and then your partner turning around and saying, well, what the fuck does he know? Yeah, well, I, I never recommended it in the first place, okay? I'm just saying Mogul Mowgli enjoyed it. Next up, um, A Promising Young Woman. Oh, this is going to get Oscar nominations. Oh, this is going to get Oscar noms, love, without a doubt. Oscar noms. Uh, Carrie Mulligan um, is superb in the lead role. Um, Bo Burnham is doing a, 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 re- a real interesting work as his character. I don't want to say too much. Um, this is a, ve- a movie very much of the now. Um, it simmers beneath the surface with threat it really does and i realize that all sounds a little bit pretentious but it does it's just it it's just a simmering seething movie that you're not quite sure where it's going and then you think you know where it's going and then maybe you don't and yeah lots of twists and turns um it's about a girl who has had a or, or has been through or at least had a very close friend go through um, being attacked and it's kind of a revenge flick but to call it a revenge flick would be to do it a disservice so that's all I'm going to say because again I don't want to give you too much away but I really enjoyed that and I, like I said I, I do think there'll be there'll be Oscar nominations there um, I really do in fact if Carrie Mulligan doesn't get one I'm going to Hollywood and I'm going to be kicking some ass um, next up Savage um, a New Zealand movie 
um, uh, one of two in the upcoming list of movies. Um, yeah, it's uh, Savage. It's about um, New Zealanders. Uh, all right, mate, say mint. Munt. No, say mint. Munt. Say mint. Munt. Just, just try that with people from certain parts of New Zealand. Um, it's always a, a, a bit of a laugh. Anyway, Savage is about um, an incredibly hard bastard uh, enforcer in a gang in New Zealand. And um, it's about his... Uh, I, I'm going to use the J word. It's about the main character's journey. Um, and you find out all about his life, about how he ended up in that life, about the life he's living now, about his past, his family, his um, desires and aspirations for the future. Does he even have a future? Um, it's it's brutal in places. Uh, it, it's it's a gang movie but it's it's not really it's about one how one guy ends up in that lifestyle and and which way is it going to go but because it it is um you know it's set in new zealand it's full of new zealand actors it, it's it's a new zealand movie it has uh it has a really nice different kind of feel to it um not cli- not you know not cliched or clunky at all um really really good n- completely cliche free um and um and I, I really really did enjoy it and it reminds me it reminds me a little bit a little bit of the Aussie movie um where Russell Crowe played a skinhead Nazi early in his career and I can't romper stomper there you go um was it Russell Crowe can't remember but yeah it reminds me a little bit of that but a kind of updated version but set in New Zealand but um yeah if that's your kind of thing definitely worth a watch um again if that's your kind of thing notice I didn't yeah anyway well I'm not going to keep doing that yeah shut up parakeet i'm reviewing movies bloody idiot anyway i hope you heard that otherwise that's me just talking to myself um next up synchronic star uh now in this anthony mackie and jamie dornan now jamie dornan i love because he was in the fall um which is just one of the best slash creepiest tv programs i've seen in a long time so why don't i recommend that while i'm here the fall um it's absolutely superb um Janie Dorn- Jamie Dornan Jamie Dornan in that is um opposite uh Scully. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Scully from the X Files. Uh forgotten her name. Just uh oh you know, Gillian, what's her name? <laughs> it's not Gillian McKeith, the fake doctor who who pokes at your poo. No, it's not her, it's the other one. Anyway, look, that's the fall. Watch that, it's on Netflix, it's BBC, it's easy to find. Synchronic. Synchronic is um really weird because it's like a hundred minutes. It's essentially a time travel movie, but done in a way that I haven't seen done before. Um, I, I again, I really enjoyed it. Now, I, I've I've also read and heard reviews from other people where they've said where they've you know said they found it a little bit. Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, well, a, a little disappointing, unfulfilling. Um, I I wouldn't go for that at all, it, and it's not going to change your life. Put it that way. Um, I enjoyed it. It, par- it. it passed the time. Jesus, put that on the poster, right? Um, at a push, I would say, if you're a fan of time travel movies, then it's a must, because obviously, you know, you like time travel movies, so obviously you're going to watch it. Um, but it, it certainly draws you in, and I've, I, haven't, I haven't seen anything done like this. And the other thing about it is that you can all, you almost get the feeling the way it's done that do you know what I could actually it's done as if it's done as if 
it's real. Do you know what I mean? It's done. It's not in a documentary style. Uh, it's not shaky cam, but it's um, it's just done slightly differently, and um, yeah, and, and makes it and makes it kind of appealing um, in a really kind of different way funnily enough similarly to savage because that's you know the new zealand take on it um and this is again is a different take and i like different because different means it hasn't been done before which is taking you know it's pushing the boundaries and all the rest of it anyway next up american mary american mary is basically um a sexy body horror revenge nasty piece of work that i ended up watching on netflix and um uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, not going to change your life. Can't remember who's in it. Not even going to bloody look. <laughs> um, but 90 minutes, that will, you know, would certainly hold your attention. Or it might not. Who knows? Um, next up, Locked Down. Now, this was not what I was expecting. Um, Locked Down, start, well, for a start, it's directed by Doug Lyman. Um, he of who came to fame with Swingers, so a bit of a legend. Um, and it's written by Stephen Knight, and it stars Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um, try saying that after a couple of uh, shandies, and um, uh, and Anne Hathaway. Uh, and um, so yeah, you think straight off the bat, oh really? Now the weird thing about this is, oh also there's a uh, somebody somebody I know who's got a very small role in it, but there you go. The weird thing about this is that it's called it's called uh, locked down, and the way it's done. I mean, about the first half hour is like a play because it is just um, Anne Hathaway and Jewett's Well Edited for. And I mean, they're both, you know, uh, again, this sounds horrendously lovely, but they're both immensely watchable, immensely watchable love. Um, but it is kind of weird. And I found my attention drifting a little bit because it was just like, well, hang on. I'm in lockdown and I'm watching two people in lockdown. Um yeah, right, okay, well observed, but not really sure that this is entertainment or just a big fucking mirror. Um, so uh, it does develop. There is without doubt a, um, a great chemistry between the two leads. Um, and it's an interesting it's an interesting premise, but for me it took a little bit too long to get going. I mean, it's it's it comes in at two minutes under two hours, for me, ninety minutes, and it and it would have been it would have been vastly vastly improved, because you could have lost the first the, the the half hour at the beginning, which is essentially, hey, look at how well observed this whole section is about lockdown, and it is, and parts of it will make you go, oh yeah, right, okay, <laughs> and maybe I'm wrong, maybe you'll watch it and you'll be like, oh no, yeah, I really enjoyed the first half hour, it was great, yeah, it wasn't until the the caper started that I didn't enjoy it, but for me. It's without doubt half an hour too long. Um, but again, just my opinion. And I still watched it. And would I watch it again? No, which is always a test of really how good is it. Um, but, you know, I didn't watch it and go, well, bloody hell, that's two hours of my life. I won't get back. So, you know, it's up to you. It's up to you. Uh, next up is um, Outside the Wire. Uh, Will... Um, uh, sorry, th yeah, this is um, Anthony Mackie making another appearance. Outside the Wire is a Netflix original movie, and I really enjoyed this notice. Again, I am not saying this is a good movie, but everything I'm saying is just it's just my opinion. Okay, it's just my opinion. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. A fucking great action movie. 
great action movie. B, set in the not-too-distant future, so just believable enough. Um, and C, again, as synchronic as an interesting take on um, time travel, Outside the Wire is an interesting take on, can't tell you, can't tell you, but trust me, it is an interesting take on what it is a take-off that I'm not going to tell you it's a take-off, okay? Um, uh, yeah, I mean really enjoyed it like i said lots of action and it is mainly an action movie but it's an action movie really with a big old brain i yeah exactly so if that sounds interesting at all um yeah i would go for that i really would i really enjoyed it um but again that's just me that's just me it involves the army it involves um some themes and tropes that are well well worn that you'll have seen and heard before but it's certainly worth watching okay what happens when machines are left to do human beings thinking or not as the case may be uh next up you might have heard of this one already close encounters of the third kind <laughs> And no, it wasn't a fucking... Oh, this is the 10th time I've watched it. I've never seen it before. It was there, there it was on Netflix. And I thought, you know what? I really, really should, actually, because I've I've never, and I should. And yeah, Uh, great. Still great. I mean, obviously, you know, it's dated. It's fucking nearly as old as me. Um, But, you know, it is colour, you cheeky bastards. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it. What can I say? Just watch it. Yeah, it, it's it, it. It is iconic, and I mean, you hear that word a lot, but it is truly an iconic movie. Um, and yeah, for for reasons that are plain to see when you watch it. Okay, next up. Oh, now this was some fun. Next up is a movie called Spiral. Okay, now. Bear in mind, if you look up Spiral, um, well, actually, yeah, it was on it was on a streaming service, which isn't technically well. It's hard to access. Let's put it that way, right? And so, uh, and it was it was Spiral from the Book of Saw, and I thought, okay, well, let's have a look. So I looked it up on IMDb, and it's like, okay, who's in this? Sam Jackson, um, really, Sam Jackson. Uh, Ali Johnson, Morgan David Jones, Chris Rock. Okay, right. Uh, that, I mean, yeah, that sounds interesting. I like, and and you know, from the Book of Saw, but it, not a Saw. But yeah, this could be interesting. So anyway, about an hour in, and there's no fucking sign of Samuel L. Jackson or Chris Rock or Morgan David Jones. Or any of the other people who I recognised from the cast list. I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? Well, that's because the movie I was watching, uh, it had been, it, it had actually been incorrectly um, tagged. And the movie I was watching is actually called Just Spiral. That's it. And it's the next movie down after Spiral from the Book of Saw. Now, this, again, a one hour, 27 minute um horror movie i've got to say a horror movie but it's it's one of those people move into it people move into a neighborhood and uh straight off the bat shifty looks 
some people are really, really friendly. Some people obviously aren't. And then you wonder if the people who are really, really friendly are really, really friendly or are they pretending to be really, really friendly and in fact they're really, really not friendly and all that kind of shit, okay? Um, and so it's that movie, okay? It's that moving into a place and not fitting in movie. And the uh, the uh, titular couple, I hate it when people refer... Oh, the titular character. It's just say the lead character, fucko. Yeah, oh, say protagonist. Titch, fuck off with your titular. Um, it, it, yeah, the 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 uh, 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 he says having used the word, the main couple um, that the whole thing revolves around are a um, uh, as referred to same sex couple. Um, it's a couple of gay guys who move in, and so straight off the bat, yes, it's done as a as as that kind of horror film. But of course, there's also the the undertone of you know intolerance and you know intolerance of sexuality and that whole undertone undertone that's kind of reflecting on society now, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, worthy worthy goals um, for me. I, I saw it coming a little bit. Uh, at every stage, I kind of thought, yeah, no, is that going to happen? Yes, it is. Yes, that's going to happen. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. But again, if, if you fancy, if you're in the mood for that kind of thing, you won't be disappointed. Uh, Next up, The Perfect Host. Um, That was on Amazon Prime and that was, um, yeah, enjoyable. It's, again, something a little bit different, quirky, keeps you it just keeps you off balance all the time because you're not quite sure where it's going or what's going to happen um took lots of little lots of little turns basically um if you know if spiral was that movie where you where you you move in somewhere and you're not you know you're not you, 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 there's an undertone of not being liked straight off the bat this is the movie where it's called you know it's called the perfect host and guess what yeah the host is the opposite of being perfect and you wouldn't want to be this guy's fucking guest but there are many a twist and turn along the way and it will you know it'll keep you moving and grooving for for 90 minutes worth checking out in my uh, uh, opinion next up shock and awe shock and awe um well, the title—I don't know if anybody, any of you remember when um, when the Iraq bombings started, um, and um, uh, George W. Bush referred to um, um, the American bombing of Iraq as um, shock and awe. Well, this movie is called Shock and Awe for that reason. Great cast list: um, Woody Harrelson, Rob Reiner, um, James Marsden. It's directed by Rob Reiner as well, so you're in safe hands there. Tommy Lee Jones is in it. Jessica Biel is in it. Uh, Mila Jovovich. Uh, jo- there we are. Mila Jovovich is in it. Richard Schiff is in it. I mean, do I need to continue to read these great names out? No, I don't. Um, it's a true story of the only media outlet in the whole of the USA that consistently said virtually just after the planes hit the Twin Towers this has got nothing to do with Iraq this has got absolutely nothing to do with Iraq and they just stuck to that 
and they stuck to and they just kept running the stories kept running whilst all whilst all the other media outlets um started coming to heel and playing ball with the administration of the time these guys didn't and for that reason alone it is worth watching to see yeah i mean i mean you know you see the real life guys um uh, towards the end um to see the work that they did uh, to see what they were up against and what they achieved, and how basically the in, the whole of the whole of American media turned round to them a few years after the events and kind of went, "Yeah, you guys were right all along, weren't you?" And we were all wrong. And from that point of view, it, yeah, it's real events. Truth is stranger than fiction, folks, isn't it? Sometimes, you know what I mean? Hey, this is a great phrase, that. Um, have you heard that before? No? Oh, well, there you go. Uh, it's one and a half hours, and it's one and a half hours from a historical point of view. It is, it's worth knowing what these people did, who they are, and how they stuck to their guns, because it's people like that that keep governments um, uh, honest, let's face it. Uh, and in these particular times we live in, yeah, so there you go. I'm I'm got all serious on your ass, but anyway, next up is something that is fucking serious. Yeah, this movie is called Run, Hide, Fight. Now it would be churlish to do a three-word review of the film, and the, and that would be Run, Hide, Fight. That's exactly what happens in the movie. I don't want to give too much away. I will say the premise is that there is a school shooting. Now, the makers of this film have come in for some incredible flack, obviously mainly from North America, because they invented to and still lead the world in school shootings because they don't happen anywhere else, I'm sure. That's got nothing to do with the availability of guns. I'm sure there's not a link at all between kids being able to get hold of guns and shooting up schools and kids in all other countries not being able to uh, get older guns and not shooting up schools. I'm sure there's no connection there whatsoever. But um, run, hide, fight. Yeah, I, I can understand that that's particularly sensitive in in the US. And a lot of people have said, you know, look, that's not a suitable topic for a movie. That's like saying there's, a, there's you know, that uh, a topic is not suitable for comedy, which is like saying that somebody it's it's just it, it's bullshit basically um i i mean I, I i wouldn't enjoy is the wrong word but boy i really found run hide fight gripping and uh it is it, it disturbing um at times it's it's a hard watch at times so you know if you've got anybody you're thinking of watching this with with a slightly um uh, a, 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 uh, how can I say a slightly delicate disposition this is not the movie to watch with them next up straight after run hide fight um, we have the little things now the little things yeah mm. well let's start with who's in it shall we three names straight out the back out, 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 straight off the bat Denzel Washington Rami Malek Jared Leto well, there is three Oscar-winning um, male actors right off the top, okay? So you think, hmm, okay. And there's no doubt that there is some good performances in this. And 
then there's Rami Malek's performance in it. I don't know. I, I, can I just say that as opposed to being good or bad or whatever, I could never quite get to grips with the choices Rami Malek had made for his character. Okay, basically, his voice annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> but even so, you, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, and that you know that, that that played a part in my opinion of the movie as a whole. It definitely prevented the movie working for me as well as it could have done. Um, and did it work for me? Mm, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's two hours. It's serial killer based. If you like cops hunting down serial killers. Um, seven, this is not, and it fucking really wishes it was, but it doesn't, it, well, not many movies reach those heights, but it, it, yeah, um, if you're into the, and it's, it's not a, you know, it's not a, a typical sort of police procedural, um, let's track down this serial killer, there's, there's, you know, it's, Original enough and uh, and and goes off in some different directions to make to keep you in, or keep me involved and keep me engaged. But ultimately, I guess I watched it and kind of went, okay, well, you know, I've watched that now, and Denzel is watchable and, and great as always. And Rami Malek was just like, yeah, I, I don't know what you were doing there, mate. I mean, you know, I loved you as Freddie Mercury, but this, not so much. Anyway, um, that was the little things. Straight up, after that is Rams. That's right, Rams. Starring um, one of my favourite actors, Sam O'Neill. What a lovely guy. I I really like Sam O'Neill. And um, uh, this is an Australian remake of a Norwegian movie. Um, And it's um it's it's engaging it's about two brothers who live uh next door to each other but haven't spoken for 40 years they have neighboring farms and um a, a disease hits the area and maybe they'll actually have to speak to each other also there's a um suitably uh, nuts performance from Miranda Richardson um who for some reason is reminding me reminds me of Queenie from Blackadder in this I mean she's not and it's not but I guess maybe she always reminds me of Queenie from Blackadder um I mean, I'm I'm not going to start saying, well, I've seen the Norwegian and uh, and I have to say it's a vastly superior film um, and uh, you should watch it. No, I haven't seen it. Um, I've seen this one. And it was, um, yeah, it passed the time. There's there's a couple of good laughs in it. And yeah, great. But ultimately, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was on. (laughs) There you go. Um, Next up. Um, yeah, now this is this is really weird, right? Because this movie, the next uh, next movie is called The Vanished, right? The Vanished, but for some reason, in IMDb, it pops up as Hour of Lead, eh? And yet it has the poster, and the poster says The Vanished. Um, in it, you've got um, Anne Hesh, uh, Jason Patrick. And most importantly, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. Now, why do I say most importantly? Because Thomas Jane was in one of the greatest movies um, you'll ever see, The Mist. Uh, ho, 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 The Mist. You remember what I said about watching a movie with somebody who's got a bit of a, a, a slightly uh, delicate sensibilities? Fucking hell. Make sure they never see The Mist uh, and, and don't be around if they decide to watch it. Um, 
So, yeah, there you go. This has turned into a review of The Mist. The Vanished. Um, The Mist as in M-I-S-T, not M-I-S-S-E-D. That would be crazy. Um, So, yes, The Vanished is about, well, straight up. I'm not giving anything away because it happens quite quickly. Um, Thomas Jane and Anne Hesh are a young couple and their daughter goes missing. And they, you know, very early on, the police get involved. And do we find her? Do we not? Um... The, the net of suspicion is cast um, far and wide. There's other things that happen. They, they, the couple themselves have their suspicions about who might be responsible. And it, it, lots of twists and turns. And it keeps you guessing. Um, and I, yeah, I, w- I would say wor- definitely worth your time. Definitely worth your time. Um, comes in at just hour, just under two hours. Um, it's called an action mystery thriller in imdb i would i would say that's that's, yeah i would say that's a pretty good description and it is one of those movies where you think oh i know what's going on here yeah and oh i don't know what's going on here (laughs) um so uh yeah if you like if you like being kept on your toes and just kind of like you know push from side to side and just being yep and that the whole like you know oh was it them was it them oh but i thought so oh and you find yourself oh well i did think that you know when they said that it's one of them if you know what i mean jesus you can tell why um uh, i do this on my own podcast because no one else is going to employ me to do this are they really hey um okay after that there's a few now that a fair few of you will have heard of firstly um, it's taken ages to come out on uh, on streaming, on DVD, Blu-ray, etc. Saint Maud. Saint Maud is a... Is it a horror film? I, I mean, I wouldn't really call it a horror film. Or is it? Maybe. Um, it is definitely um, not not the not your normal kind of oh god how can i describe it um okay there's a girl called maud she might be a saint or she fucking really might not be or she might be or she might not be and by the end of the movie you are left with some of the questions unanswered that you've had all the way through it but that doesn't mean that you're unsatisfied you you know it's that kind of thing where i've got to be honest i watched it and as the credits roll straight away i was thinking yeah needs another watch definitely and now i'm trying to review it i'm thinking i should have had that other watch before (laughs) before i uh, before i did this but i think any movie where as the credits roll you think well i'm going to watch that again well there you go that's as close to a recommendation as I'm going to get. Um, but it's not for everyone. Nothing is. If you don't like it, don't blame me. Fucking not my fault. I didn't fucking make it, did I? I didn't make you watch it, did I? There's 36 movies here, hey? And of the 35, you might have enjoyed your pick that one and didn't enjoy it. And you're going to have a moan, are you? Dear me. Honestly, seriously, I'm I'm just taking a piss. I don't, I, you know, I really don't mind uh, about anybody moaning. It's, it's, it's a laugh. It's, it's great. Anyway, next up... The Netflix original, I mean, come on. It's called News of the World. It's on Netflix. It stars Tom Hanks. I mean, and if you don't like Tom Hanks, fucking hell, please. Just just fuck off, yeah? Just get out of here. 
Christ, get out. What are you even doing listening to to this shitty movie podcast or any movie podcast if you don't like Tom Hanks, okay? You need to seriously have a good long look in the mirror, yeah, and wonder why you don't wish you were Tom Hanks, yeah? I mean, come on, the voice of Woody. Anyway, um, News of the World is, um, it's a Western, it's just over two hours, and... It achieved the rarest of rare things when it finished. Again, I've gone straight to the end of the movie like I just did with St. Maud. Weird. When it finished, as the credits rolled, I realised that I that my cheeks were aching because I was smiling so hard. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's a bit, that's a weird one, isn't it? Smiling hard. I wonder, probably, Jamie Jaster probably smiles hard. Um, but yeah. I, I, that sounded like a fucking pirate, didn't it? Jamie Jaster is not a pirate, just in case you were wondering. Arr, my name is Jamie Jaster. Arr, I, I'm captain of the hate breed, so I am. Arr, let us on your flotilla, or we'll set light to yous. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, News of the World is just two hours of the most Hanksy, Hanksy and beautiful Hanksness that you're, that you're going to watch. Honestly, um, he is trying to get a an Indian girl, uh, as in Red Indian, Native American girl, is what I should be saying, a Native American girl back to her tribe, and it's uh, it's after the Civil War, and he and and he's you know, no one's there to do it, so he said he will do it. It's called News of the World because his job is he stops over in towns and he reads from newspapers, and that's how they get their news. He's so he's basically like a travelling one one man uh, newscast. Um, and he decides, and, and he he decides to step in and take this girl home. And it's just, and it's that. That's all it is. That is all it is. A prime example of you don't need an amazing story. You don't need an amazing premise. You just need characters that you fucking care about, and you care what happens. And all of a sudden, things work. And news of the world fucking worked wonders for me. Um, next up. New mutant, uh, new new mutants, new mutants, <laughs> new mutants. The uh, latest X for um, uh, installment in the X Men series. I really enjoyed the X Men movies. I went to the very first one at the cinema. I wasn't waiting for it. I'm not a comic book guy. Certainly not the one out of Simpsons. But I'm not. I've no, I never have been. But really enjoyed X Men. Um, I didn't get to the end of this. I'm gonna be honest. Um, so there you go. That's my review. Next up, Red Lights. Now, when you discover a movie that stars Sigourney Weaver, Robert De Niro and um, uh, Cillian Murphy, because it is Cillian, not Killian, so says the man himself. But um, yeah, he of Peaky Blinders fame um, and the uh, Batman trilogy fame. uh, When you see that, oh, sorry, yeah, also, hang on, no, let's look. Cillian Murphy, Sigourney Weaver, Robert De Niro, Toby Jones, Jolie Richardson, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, you're getting the picture of, okay, I think I might watch this, actually. But when you, there's that longer cast list, and you, and, I, and I find the movie's from 2012, and I knew nothing about it, and I've never seen it. I, straight away, I'm like, I'm suspicious. Right off the bat, I'm suspicious. Because... Surely that must be crap. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have seen it. Um, but the premise is that um, 
psychologist Margaret Matheson and her assistant study uh, and, her, and her assistant study paranormal activity, which leads them to investigate a world-renowned psychic who has resurfaced years after his toughest critic mysteriously passed away. Um, so the investigator is Sigourney Weaver, her assistant is Cillian Murphy, and the mysterious psychic is Robert De Niro. Um, again, it is one of those: oh, is he psychic? Isn't he psychic? Um, or uh, did he kill his fiercest critic? Or was that just just coincidence? And 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 there's a lot going on under the surface, and and there's some twists and turns, and it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, I I, I enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, there, there's any twists in it that made me go, oh, my good Lord. Um, but, um, yeah, just that, that cast list alone, you're going to go, yeah. And I also think that that cast list is probably a reason why it it, it, it tends not to get rave reviews or, or brilliant scores anymore, because you hear that cast list and you think that's going to be amazing. And it isn't but it's good it's it's maybe even for some of you very good um so yeah give it a go if you want or not i'm cool either way um well I mean, yeah i'm not i'm not cool i'm just cool with your yeah, your decision next up dark places now dark places um was uh, was a, a it's a netflix watch actually yeah a netflix watch um i enjoyed it it is pretty heavy and so, you know, especially with the current current situation, it's might you, know, you might want something a, a little bit more light light hearted. But um uh I enjoyed it. Charlie's um Charlie's Theron, Nicholas Holt, Christina Hendricks, um so yeah, some 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 really some really good actors. Um it's very gritty. It is it's basically um, how can I describe? Oh, well, I'm going to go with it. Libby Day was only eight, uh, eight years old when her family was brutally murdered in their rural Kansas farmhouse. And it's 30 years later and things start getting dug up. And her brother's been in jail for 30 years for, ha- be, um, for, for the murder. Um, did he do it? did she do it and so it's 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 that it's about it's about coming across a you know and so straight away Charlize Theron who's the lead is you know is is a fairly kind of broken character one of those one of those people that instantly you you can see that the last 30 years have not gone well as you can imagine with you know your mum dad and uh, and and siblings being murdered by one of your other siblings you're not exactly going to go on and be a, a huge success um uh, being witness to horrible crimes like that. Unless, of course, your name is Dave Navarro. And if you want to know more about that story, my suggestion is that you Google Dave Navarro and look into that poor man's horrific childhood. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's 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 absorbing. I really found it absorbing. It's a tough watch. It is um, a, just some really good performances in it. It's it this it's not entertaining, it's engaging, it's absorbing and um and it's a real yeah, a real kinda of, a real emotional um drain, you know? It's the kind of movie that at the end of it you're like, Phew, wow. Not like, you know, I'm glad that's over, but more sort of like, wow, yeah, that that one um that one, you know, hit hit home. Um not well, you know, if you know what I mean. Anyway. Next up, The Family Fang. 
the family Fang, as in F A N G. Again, this is a um, this is a comedy from about five years ago, um, and I again one of those things where you just think, really, how co- how come I haven't seen this? Um, I I mean I I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more uh, than some people I know did because um, I've you know recommended it to them and they've gone like nah not really um, but it is uh, it's another Jason Bateman movie it's directed by Jason Bateman um, and he stars in it along with Nicole Kidman and um, uh, well and, and also uh, his parents and him and Nicole Kidman are brother and sister um, and their their parents are played by um uh, Christopher Walken, uh, Christopher Walken, um, and um, oh, what's her name? Oh, good lord! Um, oh, well, I, it, it's it, oh, and fucking hell, I can't find here. It, that is really, really weird. I was just, I, I've just actually gone to look at oh, Marion Plunkett. I do apologise because it, it's like you've got Marion Plunkett. Anyone? Thought not. Um, but and she's she's playing opposite Nicole, uh, Nicole Kidman, Jason Bateman, and Christopher Walken. Um, some good performances. They are kids who um, their parents are basically they call themselves street artists, and what they would do is they basically play pranks. It's like very, you know, they play real life pr- pranks, and they'd film it. This is pre-mobile phone and all that. Obviously, we're going back years. And they would film it. And this is... It's not a true story. Um, and to film people's reactions. And th- that is basically... They they built up notoriety and fame for doing this. And, and um, there's... It's about the family trying to come back together, but failing. But failing for a fairly unique reason. Um... And then it becomes a different movie. Then it becomes a we need to find out what the fuck's going on movie. Um, so, uh, you know, there there are laughs. There are good performances. Um, ultimately, I, I, um, I, I found it slightly unsatisfying. It's one of those where people, you know, well, it's like any film, isn't it? You know, people will get more, you know, some will get more out of it than others. Um, there's some great lines in there. All really engaging actors and some pretty enjoyable um, uh, stuff going on. So, yeah, I mean, personally, I wouldn't watch it again, but I'm glad I did watch it in the first place. So there you go. Can't say fairer than that, can I? I can't say fairer than that. Next up, The Hunter's Prayer. The Hunter's Prayer, um, well, do you know why it really worked for me? Stars Sam Worthington. um, And um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty hack premise an assassin helps a young woman avenge the death of her family that's it but the reason why it really worked for me is that um uh, part of it is filmed in harrogate in yorkshire where i'm from and it's it's a hollywood movie and to suddenly see harrogate england appear on the screen was just absolutely through me and um uh and there's a shootout in harewood house (laughs) I mean, fucking hell what more do you want so there you go uh, i mean i look i what can i say i enjoyed it but the reasons i enjoyed it i, I you know are completely unique so it might have been shit <laughs> well i was well yeah i 
I, I enjoyed it. Again, not going to watch it again, but let's face it. The only kind of movie you're going to watch again is something that absolutely fucking blows you away. And you're not going to get that many um, movies that absolutely fucking blow you away. So that's my theory. Next up, The Empty Man. The Empty Man. Not Empty Man. The Empty Man. Um, creepy. Very, very creepy. And um, I would say, basically, it's the, the, the trail of... Um, yeah. The Empty Man... Okay, basically, the empty man appears if you walk across a bridge and you blow into an empty bottle three times, you know. And um, and then in the next three days, you'll, on the first day, uh, on the first day afterwards, you'll hear the empty man. The second day after, you'll see the empty man. And the third day after, the empty man comes and gets you. Or... You can say Candyman five times and he just fucking turns up straight away. Do you know what I mean? No fucking about with that guy. Empty man. Dude, three days. What what the fuck do you call this? You certainly don't work for Deliveroo. (laughs) Um, um, Oh, fuck it. I've made myself laugh. Thank you. Um, uh, It's one of those. It's one of those. And it's really well done. Um, If you're in the mood for some jump jump scares, for a bit of horror... It's um it it's going to do the business for you. It re it really is. It's perfectly non-offensive. Perfectly, um, it's it's you know it's it's well paced. It's well timed. Um, it's it's workmanlike. Um, it's a little long, but to be honest, it doesn't drag. So anything of that kind of, but again, two hours and fifteen minutes. I just think if any horror film that is too fucking long. Horror films should be 90 minutes, yeah, 100 minutes, push it a little bit more maybe, but no horror film should be two hours. Over two hours? No! No, no, no! But then again, it is described as a crime drama horror. Um, I think I think that's, you know, a, a little bit of uh, bullshit. Uh, but, but, you know, look, I enjoyed it. You might give it a whirl if you're in the mood. Next up, Monster Hunter. And um, here is my three-word review of Monster Hunter. Dumb as fuck. Dumb as fuck. That is my review. Next question. Did I like it? Fucking yeah! (laughs) It was great! I really enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's all in the title. It is literally all in the title. Uh, It's uh, Mila Jovovich again. Uh, Tony Jaa is in it as well. And he's fucking awesome. He's been around for years. Amazing, amazing uh, exponent of martial arts. And um, it's really good. Now, it is based on... uh, Sorry, I did say it's really good. It's based on the computer game. Um, Basically, a bunch of soldiers are on a a, um, exercise. Oh, fucking hell, what's this big hole that's opened up that they drive through and all of a sudden they're in a different world and there's monsters and I just really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it the monsters are fucking great it's big it's loud it's shouty there's fire there's people going fucking get run run get down what the fuck is that oh what the hell was that what part of the country are we in? There is no way, man. There was, that, was that a fucking... Was that a dinosaur? What the hell is going on here? I mean, it is all cliched as fuck. 
And maybe it was just the mood I was in, but I really enjoyed it. Big, dumb fun. I mean, you know, that it, it, it just was. That's all. That, that's, that's all I have to say. Um, next up, Mojave. Mojave, as in the desert. Um, yeah, from 2015. Um, Oscar Isaac is the biggest name in this, and he's great in it. And a suicidal artist goes into the desert where he finds his doppelganger, a homicidal drifter. Um, I would never have known that he was a doppelganger, to be honest, because he looks nothing like him. So uh, that's total misuse of the word doppelganger. Um, but basically it's true it's like this guy who's kind of you know he's a bit of an actor and he's going out into the out into the desert to find himself and instead he um he gets found by um somebody who may or may not be a serial killer who's being hunted for the police uh for the police because as if a lot of bodies keep turning up in the desert murdered and um the initial scene they have together around a campfire is is one of those scenes where you're like right what is going on here there's just you know when you watch you watch a scene and you think okay i'm well aware that these two characters just sat here having a chat but there is something else at work and i can't put my finger on it there's something something else is being communicated through this scene that i'm i'm not getting but it's it's drawing me in and it's intriguing me and uh, and it did. It intrigued me. It drew me in. It held my attention. It's an hour and a half. Um, some great performances. And it's it's kind of quirky. You know, it's off the beaten track. It's not the kind of thing you're going to see every day. Um, which, you know, whenever I say that, I'm kind of like, I'm trying to tell you, I'm, I'm kind of hoping you watch it. Because the more the more attention things get that are not the everyday kind of thing, it means we'll get more of stuff that is not the everyday kind of thing instead of just more of the fucking same. And, you know, that has got to be a good thing. So Mojave, um, yeah, uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I may even get around to watching that again. It's, I, I, but let me just let me just put a caveat there. It's not fucking amazing. It's not brilliant. But you know i i personally found it really worth a watch next up son of a gun son of a gun um is an aussie movie um but it stars you and mcgrever you uh, you and mcgrever um it stars uh you and mcgregor um who uh, is great as always but um we we and we've also got um uh alicia vikander is in there um so you know it, it's it's of a certain um, quality, shall we say. Um, it's directed... Well, fuck who, who it's directed by. Um, but, uh, yeah, Alicia Vikander. Long live Vikander! Oh, no, that's Wakanda, isn't it? Um, uh, the the premise is that um, uh, Ewan McGregor is basically a, a hard-bitten criminal who um, is a bit of a ledge, and he's in an Australian prison. He's doing, like, 25 to life, and... Um, the main character that we see early on gets locked up um, in the same prison as him. And when he goes to leave, basically Ewan McGregor looks after him while he's in there and says, but when you get out, you need to come back and bust me out. Um, Now, it reminded me a little bit, when it comes to prison movies, it reminded me a little bit of um, the Shawshank Redemption. The old phrase, you know, there's a hell of a lot of Shawshank before there's any redemption. And there's a hell of a lot of fucking horrendous prison brutality before um 
uh, our, our main character gets released. Uh, and that's not a spoiler because you know he's only going to be he's only doing a short sentence right from the off. But it's like fucking hell. It's pretty bloody grim. Question is, does he is he going to go back and bust out this legendary criminal and then go on the run with him? <laughs> fucking course he is. <laughs> there wouldn't be a movie otherwise. Uh, and if you like the sound of that, then you probably want to watch Son of a Gun. Um, next up is um, now there is uh, I had BT Sport for a while. I'm got I'm going in my bad. Uh, I had it for a couple of months and um, there were some great 30 by 30 documentaries about 30 by 30s are ESPN um, sports documentaries and I watched one called The Two Escobars that's Andreas Escobar the uh, Colombian footballer who was murdered when uh, the Colombian football team returned home from USA 94 World Cup and of course Paolo Escobar and the parallels between the two um, I didn't realise that pa- um, Pablo Escobar um, died, or rather was killed by the police, just two weeks before USA 94. Um, and I had no idea um, what was going on behind the scenes in Colombian football. Basically, the drug cartels ran the biggest football clubs in um uh, in Colombia, and uh, you know the uh, and for for those of you who know Rene Higuita, the uh, famous Colombian goalkeeper for doing the scorpion kick um, uh, against England uh, at Wembley that time. Well, he was not the goalkeeper at the um, at the World Cup um, because he went and visited Palo Escobar quite a lot. Apparently, yeah, uh, it's 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 quite amazing. I mean, the stories of Pablo Pablo Escobar who loved football paying footballers from all around the world by the way all around the world paying footballers huge sums of money to come and play football with him and his mates or against a team that he put together and he would literally have them flown into the company private jets you know you name it flown in they play the football he'd pay them in fucking dollars cash and they get back on the planes and fuck off again. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, ultimately, a very sad story because obviously the two the, the, the two Escobars, you know, of the title, um, both end up getting shot, but for very different reasons. So um, yeah, uh, if you can track that down, the two Escobars really worth a watch. And whether you're, you know, whether you like football or not, it's it's kind of irrelevant, really. It's more it's more of a documentary about. Um, that era in Columbus, Colombia's history and um, the power that the drug cartels had than about football. Next up, Space Weepers. This is on Netflix. It is a Netflix original. It's kind of weird because it's part Korean, part English. Um, uh, well, by the way, by yeah, I mean, there's, there's Korean actors in there. There's Western actors in there. There's um, Western actors speaking English, but then speaking... Um, uh, Korean and there's Korean actors speak English occasionally and there's one minute of subtitles, subtitles next minute there isn't um, but it is set in the future funnily enough and um, we join the crew of a ship and their job is sweeping space hence the title Space Sweepers see what they did there and um, so sci-fi straight off the bat some amazing action brilliantly done um, interesting storylines. Um, I'm going to throw a, a really weird one at you, but 
for me, the story had a ring, a tiny, tiny touch of, um, and I'm, I'm going to forget the fucking name of the movie. Just bear with me. Ah, Serenity. That was it. Serenity, which was the movie of the TV series um, that Joss Whedon's made, etc., etc. If you know what I mean. Anyway, look, it's 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 a fucking it's a uh, uh, that particular movie is pretty much an underground cult movie. So I don't know. Anyway, if you've seen it, yeah. But anyway, uh, it's it, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, how can I say? What can I say? There's there's uh, the the space sweepers come across a cargo that everybody in the world is after and that cargo is a person but is it and they've got something inside them that could be a little dangerous for pretty much everybody so which you know hilarity ensues in some cases there's everything this in this movie there is there's heart there's passion there's pace there's action there's um humor it, i i really enjoyed it but i have to say you need to be you know, you need to be on your game because the, the, the constant switching between English and then subtitles suddenly appearing again. And then and that can be a little um, uh, discombobulating. But by the same, maybe I was just really fucking knackered. Um, but I really enjoyed this movie. I really, really, really enjoyed Space Sweepers. And probably one of the main reasons I enjoyed it, I really didn't see it coming. I did no way expect to enjoy it as much as I did. I really, really didn't. Okay, getting towards the end of the movies now. Next one is I Care A Lot. Some of you may have seen this is on Amazon Prime. It's two main stars, uh, Rosamund Pike and um, that lovely, lovely, lovely chap from Game of Thrones. Um, Yes, it's him, isn't it? I fucking honestly, my brain is just, I think it's packing up. Because I just looked down and uh, realised I've been doing this for an hour now. Um, so I should probably stop very, very soon. Um, but, um, yeah, look, fuck it. Uh, bear with me. Uh, oh, there we go. Peter Drinklage. OK. I'm, I'm sorry, PMA, if you're listening. Um, what can I say? I'll buy you a beer next time I see you. Um, so this movie has received a fair amount of um, plaudits and... I watched it straight off the bat. It had only been out a couple of days. I went straight in. And now, um, Rosamund Pike is... Some people are saying, oh, it's an Oscar nomination performance. For me, it's the Gone Girl performance again. I mean, if if, if anything, the Gone Girl performance, I, I, pref- I prefer that character. I prefer that performance. Now, um I was really interested to see what Mark Commode thought of this because I, you know, I, 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 not that I use Mark Commode as my um, measuring stick for movies because I've completely disagreed with him on many occasions. And when he, I mean, it, one of his movies of the year one year was Barbarian Sound Studio, um, which when I watched ended up in my worst movies of the year. Nay, it's probably in my top five worst movies ever. And if you've seen Barbarian Sound Studio, you probably know what I'm talking about. It, it, uh, you know, I mean, just horrendous for me. It was awful. But anyway, I've gone off on a tangent. Let's get back to I Care A Lot. Now, straight off the bat, 
um, listening to his review, he was going, oh, you know, there's some great, oh, yeah, and there's some really dark comic moments in this. There's some really funny bits. And I was like, eh? I didn't, I didn't laugh once. I've been doing, I've been doing comedy for 26 years and I didn't laugh once. I didn't see a gag in it once. And, um, uh, and for those of you who listen to the Kermode and Mayo podcast, uh, you know, Simon Mayo's more of, you know, of my, my opinion and, 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 uh, Kermode who often says he's got a tin ear for comedy. And I think in this, in this case he has, but it's just the opposite way around. He's seeing comedy where there is none. Um, and I just thought, no, 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 I'm sorry, but that's, maybe that's just a pretentious film critic, uh, critic take on it. And that's a b- bit unfair because the man is uh, quite a few things, but rarely pretentious. And then I looked it up on IMDb and it's called a comedy crime thriller. And I was thinking, what? What? And for me, the reason why there is no, the reason why there's no comedy in it is this. You need likability. No matter how hard a comedy is, no matter how horrendous a character may be, they need to have at their core a redeeming feature. There needs to be, I mean, a classic example, right, is your anti-heroes. Classic example is Tony Soprano in The Sopranos, okay? The man is a murdering philandering philandering what is this the 18th century he's a murdering misogynistic evil fucking mafia bastard and you do not want him to get caught ever you are on his side within the first 20 minutes to half an hour of this movie i wanted to chop rosamund's pike i wanted to chop rosamund pike's head off and ironically put it on a pike or a spike um thoroughly thoroughly unlikable dislikable hateable fucking character no redeeming features whatsoever tearing people's lives apart who don't deserve it purely for her own material gain i'm really struggling to see the laughs there really fucking struggling yeah basically this whole film is about a bunch of thoroughly totally corrupt unlikable dislikable hateable characters not getting their just deserves every single like i used to a mate of mine used to say i don't know if i mentioned this before a mate of mine used to say if you could see if we'd been to see a movie and somebody say oh what's it like and he'd always say oh they they all die in the end which was hilarious, a big joke, and then we went to see Reservoir Dogs and people asked him the same question and he said the same answer and never gave away the ending. Ah, you see, sometimes it does work. But anyway, the whole point I'm talking about here is I just fucking wish they'd all died in the end. Really? And there, there you go, you know, fucking spoiler alert. Um, they don't all die in the end. I fucking hated them all. I just hated the characters in fact one of the most likable characters in this is a fucking lawyer right a lawyer for a russian for a russian fucking drug baron he's a likable character because and it's not the fact that he's likable it's the fact that the rest of them are all fucking horrible and i I, i'm so busy hating them of course i'm not gonna laugh 
I'm completely that that side of my that side of my emotions has been shut down by these hateful fucking characters. I mean, you know, Rosamund Pike is just a hateful bitch. Peter Drinkley's just plays the part of an absolutely despicable, hateful little fucking murdering twat. And funnily enough, those kind of feelings toward characters don't inspire me to chuckles. Honestly, I just do not get why the word comedy is in there at all. You're getting that I... Do you know what? I watched the whole movie and I I really, really struggled with the first half hour. I've got... um, I have elderly relatives who may or may not be in similar situations to people to some to the situations that some of the characters are in the in this are in and within the first 20 minutes to half an hour I I I was really really struggling to keep watching it because it was making me so fucking angry um so maybe you know and again yes movies about what you bring to them so maybe because I was bringing that to it it turned me off to the comedy but do you know what not a fucking single gag in there. Sorry, didn't see it at all. Oh, oh, but you know, but Peter Drinkledge is—it's—it's it's clearly a caricature. Fuck off. Hateful, hateful, hateful shit. And unfortunately, not enough hateful shit happens to the hateful shits in this hateful shitty fucking movie. Um, but you might like it, and if you do, you're a cunt. <laughs> Obviously, not really. Um, Now, this next movie is the opposite, but it shouldn't be. Um, This movie is called The Mauritanian, and it's uh, Jodie Foster's in it. It's her latest work. It's the true story of a man who was, who's a Mauritanian. Um, He was picked up by the U.S., and he was put into Guantanamo Bay because he had links to some of the hijackers on the 9-11 plane. And suffice to say, at the end of this movie, um, I was in tears. It's, it is unbelievable. To, to a certain extent, this is a horror film. And believe you me, and now don't start jumping to conclusions. When I say parts of this are a horror film, some of the things that are done to this man are horrific. Are horror movie horrific. They are fucking hostile horrific. Except this is fucking real, okay? Because the movie is based on the book The Guantanamo Diaries written by the man himself when he was in Guantanamo. Um, it is, and you know, when he was in it, did he get out or did he not? I will leave it up to you to watch. But, Jesus fucking Christ, it is sobering to say the least. It's a tough watch. And, like, like I said, you know, they're, they're, it's not a horror film, but it is horrific. And parts of, and parts of the film are more horrific than, than, than a horror film. And especially when you know that this is, you know, that this was, this was carried out, this was done. So... Um, yeah, give it a go wherever you can find it. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's on mass general release yet. Um, I, I, I got a, I, I got a password from somewhere and was able to watch it. And, um, it's a, it's a, it's without doubt something I will watch again. Um, yeah, 
just quite simply, as I was, funnily enough, as I was saying earlier, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. And, um, and this is, yeah, this one is truth is more horrific than fiction. Um, without doubt, worth a watch. Without doubt, for me, it was worth a watch. But it's not for everybody. It really isn't. It is a hard watch. Anyway, uh, next movie, Crisis. Crisis is about a fictitious drug that is being pushed onto the market. It's going to be a painkiller that has no addictive properties. So there's a real big push to get it onto the market as soon as possible. So people are going to try and get um, people are going to try and get uh, cover up any potential side effects. And um, it's got a great cast, um, and I really enjoyed it. It is gripping. At no point do you think that this drug um, doesn't exist. It it could have been ripped from the headlines. Um, it stars Gary Oldman and um, Army Hammer. Um, they were both their characters are great. So um, Oldman is a professor who's being pres- pressured to not find any side effects. Hammer is works for um, uh, the DEA and is working on. Um, uh, trying to prevent drug smuggling and and, and you know story the stories overlap etc etc um evangeline lily is in it she plays the mother of a, a, a of a son who uh, who is killed and and it's three stories all kind of interlinking but not in a fucking corny quentin tarantino kind of way um i i really enjoyed it um it's it, it, it you know I, I found it gripping it is it is done as if you know, you 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 know, you could actually think that this was for real. Uh, oh, and Greg Kinnear's in it as well, and which I really enjoy. Greg Kinnear should be in loads more stuff. He, he really should. Um, he's great. But there's, I mean, there's like Lily Rose Depp, Luke Evans. There's all sorts of there's, there's some. You know, it's really, um, really. I really enjoyed it actually. Um, in fact, I enjoyed it more. Uh, I'm realizing as I'm talking to you now that I enjoyed it more than I realized. So uh, so sorry for that. That is called crisis um and uh, find that where you can and the final movie thank god because i'm knackered the final movie is um the block island sound now i watched this last night it is um i think it's i think it's amazon prime or is it netflix no i think it's netflix actually um and the Block Island Sound, basically it's about um, a guy well, a, a, a guy lives with his dad and they live on Block Island and there's a sound. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> um, straight away, in the opening five minutes, if this movie doesn't grip you, then um, I would be shocked because just the way it starts is kind of like, oh, right, I'm in. I'm fucking in. Um, something is killing the wildlife in the area, and they they are fishermen. And the very first scene is a gla- guy lying on the floor of his boat, and he's red-eyed, and he's he seems a bit out of it. And there's dead fish in his boat, but not in a net. They're just in his boat, and it. It's, and basically, it's just fucking weird from the minute, right from the off. But incredibly engaging and absorbing and just really, really, really enjoyed it. 
Um, I will be watching this again. I had a big smile on my face because I liked the ending. I'm not saying it's a great ending. I'm saying I liked the ending. And for me, that is always really important about a movie. Same as it is about a song. You got The ending, it's got to be, it's got to be good. It's got to be fucking good, yeah? It's like a comedy set. You open strong, you end strong. You've got to do that. And um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a mystery um uh it's a mysterious is it a horror mm, not really um it it's it's a thriller yes um it's all of these things it's all of these things and uh, yeah if you have a spare 90 minutes um you might want to take it in or not but i really enjoyed it and um I, I, again, I've been a bit woolly about it because I don't want to say too much. But um, yeah, there's the premise. Something is killing the wildlife. Let's fucking find out what. And you know, you're you are you're on board. Literally, first scene is in a boat. But you're on board from the minute go. Right, TV series um, on Amazon Prime. Startup. There are three series of startup. Um, it's kind of like um, Ozark on Netflix, but not. It's some guys, um, uh, one guy's a businessman, one girl's just um, uh, really good. Oh, she's an incredible coder. Um, and one guy is head of a Haitian gang. And the three of them end up putting a company together um, in cryptocurrency. But there's all sorts of shady dealings. Martin Freeman is in it as well, playing a properly fucked up, twisted FBI agent. Um, and um, I enjoyed it. Um, season three is probably not as strong as the first two, but even so, enjoyed it, sticked with it, st- sticked with it, stuck with it. And um, yeah, check an episode out. And if you like it, keep watching. Um, Ratcheted which is on Netflix. It's a Netflix original and it stars Sarah Paulson. Remember when I mentioned her all the way back at the beginning, years ago? Um, It stars her as Nurse Ratchet. This is the story of Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. This is a prequel to, but not to the movie. This goes way back, way, way back and is basically meant to depict how she ended up as the Nurse Ratchet that you see in that movie. To be honest, you don't need to have seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest to watch Ratcheted and enjoy it. it. I found it thoroughly enjoyable. It's mad. It's office tits. Um, the look of the programme is incredible. I mean, you can literally press pause at any time in any episode and you could frame that scene. You could print it off and frame it and hang it on your wall there's some incredible style choices in it um sharon stone is in it she has a pet monkey she lives in a house that i I mean i'd love to know where it is because it's incredible the locations are amazing um the costume is incredible now i know i'm talking about like this is all just eye candy at the moment but the program itself the acting the storyline the characters totally engaging smashed through um the whole thing really enjoyed it 
Um, and again, uh, unlike movies, you know, just just watch an episode, and if it doesn't grab you, fine, you haven't lost anything. But um, I you know, really enjoyed these. Now, next one again. Uh, this is on Amazon Prime. Animal Kingdom. Now. I'm watching this at the moment. I'm about halfway through the the third season. I don't know if it's the final season. Um, really, really, really enjoying this. Starring Ellen Barkin. Remember her? Ellen Barkin, remember her? Hey, I mean, she was in everything back in the sort of 80s, early 90s. I haven't seen her in anything. In this, she is the most hateful fucking matriarch I, I've, I've seen in any um tv series or even maybe movie she is a bitch she is oh god she she straight away i was like there's something something i don't know there's something not right about this woman and it's like and the more you watch it the more you're just like oh stop it oh fuck up. but but she's holding together a, a you know her her ragtag bunch of, of of kids she's got four well three sons and a grandson and it's a little bit it's a little bit in that way like Peaky Blinders the the fact that you've got sons and of course uh, there's also um, one of the actors is from Peaky Blinders funnily enough so um, while I'm continuing to do this I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because I know you'll be um, you'll be quite keen to um, to know who it is but anyway um uh, yeah, it, it's so it, it kind of nods to um, Peaky Blinders in that in that kind of way, as in it's based around the family. But it also kind of nods towards um, Sons of Anarchy in its it's because because this family is almost like a gang. Now I know that's a bit Peaky Blindersy, but I don't know. They, they, you know, instead of having motorbikes, they've got surfboards, and and, and there's a very lazy um, thing being said about it as well. That that it that that's what it's like. Oh, but um, there you go, Finn Cole, Finn Cole, um, who's who's Michael right? Michael um, in Peaky Blinders. So if you like the sound of that, then it's your kind of thing. Um, re- I'm really enjoying it. I'm fucking addicted. Um, all all of the all of the actors in it are brilliant um all of the characters are great i'm really 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 enjoying it as you can you know that was a lot of reallys wasn't it um but with with with, with good reason sean um hattersey it plays a character called pope and he's he's awesome in it but what i really enjoy about it as well is that as you're watching it the characters develop and you know characters that you like and you think oh yeah they're cool you know they're and then you watch it a little bit long and then you think actually i'm going off that character but that character i didn't like i'm signing i'm kind of warming to them and you find the characters coming in and out of your good graces and i think that's just that's brilliant writing and brilliant acting because you can write that but you've got to you've got to get it across on screen and and it's brilliantly done, and especially by Sean Hattersey, who I just, yeah, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. But he was in Southlands, which is a totally underrated um, US cop series. Um, and, you know, he seems to be one of those guys who just uh, seems to be destined to never be in anything that's like really fucking huge. But he should be because um, he's just been awesome in everything I've seen. And in fact, I've just gone into his ID IMDb page. Um, 
um, you know, known for Animal Kingdom, Southlands, Alpha Dog, and The Faculty. The Faculty's in 1998, for fuck's sake. Anyway, so yeah, I'm a bit of a fanboy for that for that dude. Next up, Jet J E T T. This was a TV. This is a TV series on um, uh, Sky. I again smashed through this really quickly. Loved it. Um, just it is, but I have to say it is absolutely fucking brutal in parts. Brutal, as brutal as TV gets, and it's um, it, the the lead character um, Jet, um, and she is absolutely uh, fucking awesome. Um, played by uh, Carla Gugino, who is who's been in loads of stuff. I love. I love. It is brutal. She is like a female, more violent James Bond, but a criminal, um, without the gadgets, and and I'm and I'm still not getting it. But there's it, it's it, basically what he says. World class thief Daisy Jet Jukowski is uh, is just out of prison and already being forced back into what got her there by a group of eccentric and dangerous criminals. And it and it goes properly chicken man, chicken oriental mental. It's it goes all over the place. And also there is a torture scene in it that is one of the grossest things that I have seen in a long fucking time. And I just thought, oh no, no, they're not oh they're just gonna threaten her with that. Oh they're just gonna threaten her with that. Uh, no, fuck me, they've used it. Fucking what? Oh no. Um yeah it's uh it, it, it's it's hard and and it's and in my opinion it's good jet j e t t and the very very final tv program i'm going to mention is the looming tower 10 episodes there's only one series it's on amazon um prime it tells the story of the lead up to 911 but from about four or five years earlier it highlights mistakes were made times where um intelligence intelligence wasn't passed on times uh, from the fbi to the cia and vice versa to organizations butting heads instead of actually working together to stop terrorism um and it's yeah there there is some real um there's some brilliant performances in it jeff daniels is the, is what is the lead character probably the main lead character and he's absolutely brilliant in this he's absolutely brilliant needless to say there'll only be one series because at the end 911 happens but um it it was a it, it's fascinating every episode is an hour long and it's like and they and they're movie quality you know what i mean when i said it 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 really is really enjoyable um and yeah if it's that kind of it, there's it, it i find it really fascinating but again I, I know it's not you know some people's kind of thing because of what it's about and what happens oh by the way just to mention jet um in quite a few episodes um you will find um the uh, the cast expands um if you like and uh, and you uh Giancarlo Esposito uh, turns up or, or Esposito um who is awesome as well but anyway back to um the looming tower um if that sounds appealing then i then i think you may enjoy it if it doesn't sound appealing then you won't enjoy it yeah <laughs> there you go genius eh Anyway, do you know what? I can't believe that this has been a fucking hell. An hour and a half. 
That is way too long for anybody to be talking non-stop and i got to go because I've got to do an interview in 15 minutes. I genuinely thought this was going to take an hour tops. But hey, I guess I am just full of shit and when it comes to movies, I do like to prattle on. If you're still listening, if there's anyone still listening, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope it's informative and I hope there's at least one thing in there that you watch, enjoy and it some way leads to you finding something else. Um, probably won't be doing much more of these because I'm not going to be locked down for much longer. But um, I thought, do you know what? I've been really struggling for stuff to watch and finding stuff to watch. You know, oh, I've completed Netflix, as the joke goes. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, if if in any way I can um, help you, you know, get some get some more stuff to watch, then um, then it's been worth doing. Okay, guys, catch you next time. Happy viewing. 